In early September, state environmental officials released a finalized set of policy guidelines designed to inform regulatory decisions about projects in New York's Adirondack and Catskill Forest Preserve. The guardrails are intended to ensure that the State Department of Environmental Conservation has all the relevant input when determining the pros and cons of proposals in these highly protected areas. For more on the Forest Preserve Work Plan Policy, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Dr. Kathy Nolan, the Senior Research Director for Catskill Mountain Keeper. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nolan. Happy to be here. So for starters, what are the types of projects in the Adirondack and Catskill Forest Preserves that would fall under the purview of this work plan policy published recently uh, by the State Department of Environmental Conservation? The range of projects that is covered is really quite large ranging from the removal of dams down to the construction of trails or uh, revisions to trailheads. The forest preserve is set aside to basically be available for the use and enjoyment of the public, but it's also set aside as a preserve. The forest preserve lands are to be protected and kept forever wild. So these work plans are designed to cover any intervention by humans on the landscape. The DEC, the Department of Environmental Conservation, has unit management plans which lay out for each unit within the Catskill Park and the Adirondack Park the general types of activities that will take place within them. These work plans are more specific for when the humans are going to go in and actually change the landscape change the natural environment in small or large ways. Well, does this represent a major change from the regulatory scheme right now that's in place for the Catskill and Adirondack Forest Preserves? The new work plan process builds on a prior process. There have been work plans for work going on in these protected forest lands. What's new about this is that it is more comprehensive. The way that the evaluation of how work is going to be done is expected to, required to be more holistic, if you will. And it also requires more participation and notice for the public and to the public. Is it fair to say, though, that the final evaluation of projects is still something of an art form? There's not exactly a objective rubric that you can follow that there requires some nuance and subjectivity from state regulators, regardless of what this plan might try to set down? The personnel within the Department of Environmental Conservation are the experts on lands and forest and ecology. And so they bring that expertise. In the prior work plans, there was much more a kind of cut and dried, here's what we're going to do type of approach and a focus on more technical aspects, how many trees. And this work plan envisions, and we'll have to see how it actually plays out, but it envisions that concerns such as noise and aesthetics and the needs and desires of the public will be integrated and will have a way into the work plans that is easier for the public to understand. DEC will have the final decision-making authority. This work plan does give, I think, the public 
an opportunity to speak up both before and after a work plan is published. And the, all of the work plans are now published on the DEC's website. So right from that step, you get more of an opportunity for the public to know what's going to be happening in different parts of the forest preserve. Are there projects that have been proposed in recent memory, either in the Catskills or the Adirondacks, that you think would have had a significantly different regulatory approval process if this framework was followed and maybe had different outcomes? Or do you think that for the recent past, this wouldn't have made much of a difference in terms of what's been approved and how it's been approved? There have been some projects in the recent past that have generated concern and outcry after organizations or individuals found out what the DEC was doing or planning to do. And so the more that that outcry can be anticipated and the public brought in, the less you're going to have concerns being raised and trauma and drama after the fact. It's to everybody's advantage for the process to be clear and for there to be that kind of discussion before the workers arrive at the scene and work starts to take place. There is enough transparency that we have had that people have been able to find out what is happening, but this just adds another way in prior to the work actually commencing. In my experience covering state government, I don't necessarily find that state officials are proactively engaging in these type of soul searching that might make them change the processes that they follow. So I'm curious whether this was something that was initiated as a result of, say, outside forces. Was there some sort of legal action that required this? Was there a, a law that required the state to go back to the drawing books? Or should I not be so cynical? And Commissioner Basil Sagos just really wanted to reevaluate things and figure out what the, the best way forward really was. This uh, improvement in the process, I think, has been a long time coming, but there was a recent lawsuit not to require this work plan approach, but to challenge some changes in one of the units in the Catskill Park that had been slated for trail construction. And uh, nonprofit groups that protect the environment were very concerned about that unit management plan and challenged it in court. And some of the results of that court decision, I think, are reflected in this new work plan policy. But I don't see it as a direct result of a specific lawsuit. Equal to that lawsuit having an impact, I think, is the fact that the DEC has been working more and more in, in a more and more integrated way with volunteer groups and trail stewardship groups. And that shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder working relationship has been seen by the department as a benefit. Uh, it extends the work that can be done. It has people that really know each area participating and then taking care of those units. I also think that the staff that is currently involved with DC and bringing these materials forward have shown in their actions um, through working with local groups that they want that more collaborative interaction. 
So yes, they, you can have some cynicism. I mean, there are administrative responsibilities that the DEC has. At the same time, I think there is actually a bit of a change in working relationship that this new work plan fits with very well. Are there any tests of this plan in the near future that you see as potentially serving as an indicator of how things are going to go forward under this new regulatory scheme? Or is it likely that we don't have any big tests coming up and we're kind of in a holding pattern right now to see what the actual ramifications of this will look like? There were some comments submitted on the draft plan that asked for a more formal review and schedule for that review. The DEC declined to build that in um, other than to say that it will be reviewed over the next, we anticipate, one to three to five years. There were comments calling for a longer period of notice, as well as a few comments for to shorten the notice period, that is, for the DEC to let us know about these work plans further in advance. And the, the current notice is for two weeks. If there is a challenge, I would expect it might be related to we needed more notice in order to have an effective input into what was happening in regard to a work plan. The 14 days is a compromise and has some justification because a lot of the work that is done is not planned months and years in advance, especially for the smaller projects. So what we might see is if there are large projects that don't receive at least four, well, it will receive at least 14 days notice or they'll be non-compliant. The DEC has said they might give longer notice when they can. I think if they give longer notice for those bigger projects, that will work better. And if they don't, then we might see challenges on that. Does this plan need to be enshrined into law in order to ensure that it's not subject to the whims of whatever administration is in power in Albany? For example, without a law writing this plan down, could the next administration simply tear it up and start over with a new one if they wanted to? That's the disadvantage of using guidelines and policies rather than laws. Guidelines and policies can be changed more easily, but that disadvantage is also their advantage. They can be adapted and changed and improved. These guidelines and policies, I think, are for day-to-day activities in the forest preserve, um, opening up a trail or removing a dangerous tree uh, that's come down across some trail or threatening some structure near the edge of the park. I wouldn't want to see very strict formal rules written that took a long time to change because I think this is the type of work where people will be learning and it would be better to share those insights and be able to change things a little more easily. It is possible for the public to challenge any of this if it is changed. And so the real protection is for the communities near these different forest preserve areas to be engaged, to take on the care and management of these beautiful protected lands and really show up. And I think if the public is doing that, that's going to be more protective than trying to be legalistic and formal with rules that often get a little cumbersome when you try to apply them down to the individual case. Well, finally, is there anything missing from this plan that you 
are maybe nervous about or would have just liked to see included? The work plan is very good, I think. The procedure for informing the public and for using these work plans, I think it's a step forward. Where I'd like to see the public remain involved in a bigger way is with the unit management plans and their revisions. Those unit management plans are the broader guiding principles for what will happen in each area. And they are revised, but usually every five to 10 years when the things are working well, that it hasn't happened until recently. They've Many of the unit management plans have not been reviewed and revised in more than 10 or 15 years. And the DEC is catching up. I think we should keep the pressure on for that revision work to go forward. And the public should really step in to bring their insights as to how these protected forest lands serve the public in the regions where they exist. The policies and structures now for review of what's happening in the forest preserve are very good. And it's up to us as the public to use them and and really make them work for us. And I think that the DEC, by bringing forward this new work plan proposal, is signaling that they are willing to have that conversation and to deepen that conversation. Well, we've been speaking with Dr. Kathleen Nolan. She is a senior research director for the Catskill Mountain Keeper. Dr. Nolan, thank you so much for making the time. My pleasure. Thank you. business agency or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.